This is the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast, session number 299, Stephanie Skiba on Scaling Success. Welcome to the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast with Jason Lynette, your professional resource for hypnosis training and outstanding business success. Here's your host, Jason Lynette. There are so many amazing takeaways in this week's session, and I'll tell you in advance, let's get a little bit personal for a moment. Yes, we're a week away from episode number 300, and some of my favorite podcast recordings in this series have been the people who I have been wanting to have a conversation with for quite some time. And this week is a small exception because my guest is someone who I've had tons of conversations with over the years, yet there's a very, very unique perspective that she has, and that's exactly why she's here. So if you've been an attendee of HypnoThoughts Live, you know her work. If you have recently gone through any of my Work Smart Hypnosis Live trainings, you have benefited from her work. If you've done training with David Snyder in the last year or two, you know her work. And if you've purchased anything, any interaction with Richard Nongard in the last 12 years, you know her work. Because going back, and she'll tell the backstory, Stephanie Skiba is kind of the wizard behind the curtain of some of the top names in the top events in our industry. And even times when there was sort of a newer conference that needed that organizational wizardry, Stephanie was swooped in and she was the one who made things work. So coming from a very different background, you'll hear part of the story here of getting a phone call from a bit of a childhood friend of Richard Nongard going, I want to hire you because I trust you. And over time becoming the, again, I'm going to keep using the phrase wizard behind the curtain because that's what I've always seen of Stephanie. Someone who can problem solve the issue, can get to a solution, can think creatively. And at the end of it, here's the important part. Everyone's happy and getting along. So there were some very pressing questions where I, I got to know Stephanie a whole lot better when I hosted David Snyder's event back in November of 2019. And the timing of this episode is kind of funny because this is actually releasing very early in the morning, as it does, when Stephanie and I, I'm already in Virginia, but she'll be in from Arizona, as will David Snyder from San Diego, because today's the first day of his hypnosis and hypnotherapy identity by design training, which we'd love to promote that to you, but it's chances are starting today. And um, if you can get here by lunchtime, we'd love to have you. Otherwise, look to David's future scheduled events. <laughs> so this episode has been a long time coming because there are some things we're going to get very, very specific on about what works in scaling a hypnosis business. And, and this has a lot to do. We're going to talk about her booking sessions for people like David Snyder, not as a student, but instead as a client of David, of people like Richard Nongard. So she's got a very unique take about how she's done that for years remotely. She's in Arizona. David Snyder's in San Diego. Richard Nongard was in Tulsa, then Las Vegas, and he's already talked about this online, is now moving to Texas. Surprise. He's been posting online. We can talk about it. So the ability to run a business remotely and how to successfully pull that off without an admin sitting in the physical space. You're going to get that very unique perspective. We're also going to talk about the organizational structure of really scaling a training. 
in terms of taking an educational event, whether it's in person or whether it's online, reaching a global audience, and what works for that. So the themes of communication, the themes of transparency, the themes of honesty, the themes of not going behind someone's back and going, hey, Scott Sandlin told me this, which no, he didn't. No, no, no. You've seen the videos <laughs> of talking about that. Now, behind the scenes, there's a bit of a censored question, as the question often then shifts to what doesn't work. And she does sum up that, at least for 2020, in one very succinct answer, which I'll let you listen to the podcast here and, and hear that. But again, it, where it all comes back around to what's working. And I'll tell you where this conversation wraps up, which is to say, this is not an opportunity to go, hey, she's got availability. Call her up, hire her too, because no, she doesn't. We're all kind of busy right now. But instead... Listen to the nuance, listen to the specificity, listen to the freaking excitement that you clearly hear in my voice because this is a conversation I've been wanting all of you to have in terms of what really works of building a global brand and having people wanting more from you, how, how to do something in a way that's always from a position of giving, even though we happen to be earning a pretty good living as a result of what we do. What are the secrets to pull that off? What are the methods that clearly don't work and get people into trouble? And often why sometimes the old phrase, it's easy to sell something once, once is not a good overall business plan. So we had planned to talk for about 30 minutes. I think we went for 49, but who's counting? This is what I am so excited for you to hear. And even better, it gets to release as Stephanie and I are hanging out together in Virginia. And let me phrase this quick offer to you. And of a bit of a unique way, if you would like to have your certified professional hypnotist <laughs> certification document processed directly by Stephanie, well, Richard Nongard and I are joining together once again for a live and online hybrid training event. If you're listening to this as it launches, I believe I don't have the calendar in front of me, but basically November 17th or 18th, one of those dates. We'll figure that out by the time it comes. Thursday, in about two weeks' time, Richard and I are joining forces together once again for a certification program live and online. Here's how it works. You're getting lifetime access to hundreds of hours of video training content. You're getting access to My Hypnotic Workers product. You're also getting tons of content. It's a real Oprah moment from Richard as well. And no, 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 you don't have to go through every bit of the three or 400 plus hundred hours of stuff. What we're doing is it's a bit of a guided tour through our materials, and then we're gathering together in real time in online Zoom sessions. Go over to WorkSmartHypnosisLive.com. You can see all the dates and details for this event and see exactly how it works, which makes it so even though it is a 100-hour certification program in 24 hours time in real time together spread out over the course of several weeks, a bit of a brief break for the winter holidays. That's where we're gathering together in those moments, and it's not having to be the real-time lecture, because that's not the world we have to live in anymore. You've already done the learning, now we get to do the hands-on practice. So simply put, if you want better confidence working with clients online, it kind of makes perfect sense to go through an online training where now you're practicing with people all around the world, plus learning my approach of work smart principles of techniques that are actually working with clients and making it so it's easy to bring in the clients. So, you know, when there's a button in the chair and you're getting paid, talking about scalability, that sure does help. 
That is the professional terminology, by the way, of button the chair. And Richard's sort of claim to fame is that of really helping to popularize this massively important premise of evidence-based hypnosis. Let's not just throw spaghetti at the wall and hope it sticks, to quote Curtis Riles. It's instead about using the methods that in clinical research have proven to be effective. So you're getting that from both of us. We had a sold-out event from September till November. We wrapped up the recent training and such a great feedback. We're doing it again. Head over to WorkSmartHypnosisLive.com and even better, your documents will be processed directly from my amazing guest this week. I am so excited that she's finally on the program and just in time for episode 300. So here we go. Episode number 299, Stephanie Skiba on Scaling Success. So I'd share before we jump into this week's episode that some of my favorite episodes are the ones that are people that are not necessarily hypnotists, but there's something about what they do which are clearly hypnotic. And it's about time we have Stephanie Skiba on the program. Stephanie, how are you? Great, Jason. Good to be here. Thank you. And for those that don't yet know you, could you give a little bit of a backstory as to how you got involved with all of this industry? Oh, gosh. Yeah. So I have known Richard Nongard since we were very young. And so about 2006 or 2007, he he was saying, you know, I want you to want to figure out how you can work for me. And he pondered that as he does for a while. And then I was actually sick for a bit. And he kept saying, you need to get you need to get better so that, you know, you can work for me. And so in about 2008, I started working for him and basically just running the business. We figured out how to allow me to stay living in Scottsdale while he was living in Oklahoma. And it was great. It was really fun. And I, I learned a lot and both of the business, the CE business, as well as hypnosis. So that was my entry into the hypnosis world. And then a couple of years later, I had met Scott Sandland and Richard Clark at the Dallas Hypnosis Conference. And after the first HT Live, I had to call Richard for some, Richard Nongard for something. And he was on a call with Richard Clark. So he patched me in. And all I heard him say was, you need Stephanie. <laughs> and so right after that call, I got hopped on a call with Richard Clark. And he, you know, used me for the next HypnoThoughts Live. And I think it was about two months before the second HypnoThoughts Live. And honestly, I thought it was just kind of, I was pitched in to help for one year. You know, <laughs> I didn't realize that now, you know, I, I'm still doing it. So it's great. And then through HypnoThoughts Live, I met David Snyder. And so that's how I kind of got into it. And so people ask me often, are you a hypnotist? Do you, wh where's your practice? What do you, you know, do. And I always say that I'm a hypnotist wrangler. Nice. Because I, <laughs> I have to get all of the hypnotists as well as, you know, students and with Richard Nongard licensed mental health professionals, I kind of need to wrangle them and get them all to uh, do what I need to uh, have done. Which, as we're, we're recording this before it comes out, as is the style with the program, and this is actually launching the very first day that you'll be in Virginia with me, where we're hosting David Snyder's event coming up. And I'd give you part of the story as to why I invited Stephanie on here, which is that very clearly from this background, there's got to be a very unique perspective 
as to what works in the scalability of a hypnosis business, as well as, of course, the possibly more in, in entertaining aspect aspects of what's <laughs> what's not working in terms of the scalability. But it's where I've been back and forth over the years in terms of getting certificates, you know, sort of organized and ordered for people who have gone through a certification training and then spinning around and sending you an email to a different email address uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> in terms of updating people signed up for a guest training event. I'd, I'd have to throw in the quick anecdote that I had a guy who was editing video for me and he did projects for about two years before he sent me a cool message going, I just got an incredible job offer. I don't know if I can still do video for you. And I paid him a bonus and said, I wish you the best. And that was the end of it because he had done amazing work and a lot of the stuff that people saw of mine in the early days, he had done, including the editing of what became Hypnotic Workers. And, and that's the setup because soon afterwards, maybe nine or 10 months in, I get an email from this guy and he's in the Philippines. And he explains, my brother was very nervous about a job interview. So I did a hypnosis session with him to build up his confidence. And guess what? He got the job. And I'm in my head for a moment going, wait a minute, this guy hasn't gone through hypnosis training. And I, I, I've even taught at times, and there's no negative to this, but I've taught you don't need to hire someone who understands hypnosis. They need to understand the structure. But wait a minute, this guy has watched all of my videos. I got his mailing address and I sent him an honorary certificate by First Class International Mail. <laughs> That's fantastic. So I'd, I'd imagine, you know, while not necessarily doing the work, it's it's there. So let's talk about first of all in the early days with Richard. It was a balance of with Richard Nongard. It was a balance. Correct me here of the CE work, but also booking appointments into the Tulsa Hypnosis Office, right? Yes, yes, and then also managing his his live events because he was doing a lot of training for licensed mental health professionals as well. And so December was super busy because everyone would always wait until the last minute, which would be December 31st, to get their CEs for license renewal. So, you know, December, he was traveling all around Oklahoma and Texas and little towns and giving one, two hour, well, actually, you know, it was really a day of training in the morning. He'd do more ethics in the morning and another thing in the afternoon. So it was, it was a lot high volume calls at that time. Right. So then also balancing out client sessions as well. And the thing that I, that was, I was fascinated by, and this is part of why we're here right now, was the aspect of helping to organize, quote, a local business while being several thousand miles away. What were, and this is now 10, 12 years ago, what were some of the technologies that you all were using to pull that off? Well, now it's, it seems so rudimentary. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, I, you know, I, I remember I flew, flew to Oklahoma and stayed for a week. And he taught me, you know, everything I needed to know at that time, got me my first laptop and had a, what was it called? The, the, like jack thing that you plugged into the computer. Oh, magic jack? Yes. Yeah. Magic jack. <laughs> and, and then, you know, just, just, it was funny. And I just, at that time I had a full house of, of children and animals and all of that. And, and so I had to set up a desk in my bedroom and that is where I, I ran his business for, you know, a couple, couple of years before I was like this, there's no door to my office, you know, like it never ends, you know, but it actually worked 
really well really quickly. I don't think we had a lot of hiccups in terms of the technical side. There was a little bit, you know, I had a lot to learn. At that time, I didn't even really, I did email. That was it. I didn't, I didn't come from a, a, a background of, of administration or anything like that. And so, you know, it was just me learning a ton and him being very patient and, and giving me the skills. Yeah. And I'm curious to ask, to rewind it back, what was the background before? What sort of path were you on or what was it What was it from those early experiences that maybe made him go, I need to hire you? Well, he did say he didn't want his business to be run like the DMV. <laughs> um, so he was really looking for someone who could handle customer service, you know, handle themselves in a situation, you know, and use my customer service voice and not get upset and or flustered or anything like that. So for me, my background was actually special ed. Mm. <laughs> and so I had worked in a group home in a, a large state run organization. And I prior to that, I had, I had worked as a home manager over weekends. And then I also taught all the classes for new people who were joining the company. So I did their, you know, first aid and also policies and procedures. I love that as wow. the aspect that's also part of Cheryl Elman's background too. And I even draw a correlation as to, again, looking at how do we manage teams of people of there I was as the stage manager of organizing, being that hub of all communication and making sure everything got along that even if it is processing documents at the end of a class for the people going through and reporting the CE hours, there's this almost showbiz aspect of here's the time it's got to start, here's the time it's got to wrap up, here's when people need their materials. And I love what you said about there weren't necessarily hiccups of the technology, which nowadays is a whole lot easier because we've got more robust options and people are used to it. It was instead kind of figuring out, if I may use, may use my own word on this, was figuring out the systems pretty early on about, well, how do we do this and how do we make it work, right? Right. Yes. Yes. And it is was there all a, very positive. Yeah. Is there a story that kind of stands out of kind of building that communication system so that it became seamless and things were working smoothly? I don't know one defining moment. You know, I think it was just a culmination of little, little moments. You know, one of the things is too, is that knowing Richard so well, you know, I knew that I kind of exhausted my problem solving skills before I went to him because I knew that he trusted me and thought I was smart enough to figure it out on my own. <laughs> so, so that really prevented me from, you know, saying, well, I, what's this answer? What's that answer? You know, rather. So I, I, it was a lot of learning for me. I mean, just a lot of learning. Would, um, would you want to highlight something inside of that? Because this is, let's call it out. This is not just the opportunity to have you on here because I've been wanting to have this conversation myself. And here's the person who many people find out, oh, she's who's kind of behind a lot of the ICBCH, a lot of what's with HypnoThoughts, a lot of what's with David Snyder. And again, this very unique perspective, but what everybody, what you're hearing right now is if we're going to hire somebody, you're hearing the insights that you ought to be looking for or even to train towards. My, my, my business, you, you and I've had this conversation before. 
that every time I've been about to hire someone for more of an admin role, my strategy has gone to go, what could I do to systematize it the way that we just processed 36 people for the recent training that Richard and I did together? And it wasn't 36 individual emails. It was a single Excel spreadsheet because they all went through a scheduling application and they all went through the Wufu automated form. And I just hit export and I went, yep, that looks good and send it over to you. And then we were done. So I'm, I'm always looking at systems, but I can think back to a time where I had someone locally who was handling calls for me. And this could have been met with conflict, but instead it was met with her going, oh, thank you. To which I go, okay, I'll keep this extremely positive and very friendly because if you already knew what I wanted, you wouldn't be getting hired as my executive assistant. You'd be a psychic. Uh, right. So it's my job. <laughs> it's my job that along the way, we're going to train each other how to mm -hmm. best communicate. But just so you know ahead of time, here are two things that if you do these, I will fire you. <laughs> and I'm saying this with a smile. Um, one, if you could look at an email that goes out or a website page that just, it's just something behind the scenes that goes out. And if I can ever look at it with the filter of, quote, there's no way you could have thought this was right. Right. That, that's a challenge. Mm -hmm. And two, if you go into the attitude of with a person on the phone of going, oh, I really have no idea what that is. Yeah, I, I don't know that. The words I don't know, you know, are not, you know, uh, or, or to guess something wrong. Right. It's really dangerous. But instead to go, you know what? I think Jason would be the best person to answer that. Let me schedule time for you to speak with them. Mm -hmm. You know, so this communication shortcut that it wasn't ever guessing, which is dangerous, or the sort of attitude of, oh, we don't have the answer to that, which I don't know is an acceptable answer. I think the better one was, oh, let me find a way to get you the right answer. So, so inside yes. of the communication, how I'm, I'm curious to ask, and this is for my benefit, you all can listen at home. Uh, how much of it now requires actual real-time conversations versus now there's a system to it and so much of it is now digital? So, well, so much of it, it's different with the different people that I work with, yeah. right? So even this morning, I did text Richard Nongard just to, because I got a very strange call. And like we I, get. I know, right? I said, <laughs> I, I know the answer. I gave them the answer, but I just want to check where you are in the world. Because <laughs> <Right? laughs> I wasn't quite sure. And so, because his That's location, a fair question. He's moving. Right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so the, the yeah, and the, the answer, you know, was a locational thing. So with Richard Nongard, I don't, we can go a long time without talking to each other. We do a lot you know, messaging back and forth, but not even, it doesn't really take me a lot of time because I, I'm kind of set now mm -hmm. and I know answers to the questions. And so I'll check in, I double check answers just to make sure because sometimes people change their minds. And so, yeah. <laughs> so I like to double check with the people that I work with to make sure that, you know, with a certain issue they're they haven't changed their mind on it. I really enjoy all of them. And so I wouldn't do it if I didn't Yeah, because I don't have to. So the people that I work with, I work with by choice. And I think that gives a freedom to all of us, you know? Right there, you also highlighted something that I think is a good takeaway for people that we sort of build a communication mechanism. And once we have that rhythm, it's not for the sake of being brief or 
let me actually go to this negative paraphrase that someone one time put on something that I said about how I work with Nazima, who's currently one of my main programmers and designers, like the podcast images for Work Smart Hypnosis. She does. As of this week, she'll be doing the imagery for Hypnotic Language Hacks. And she's someone who she built out the Virginia Hypnosis website. And then over time, it became, hey, you're really talented and you're really responsive. What would it cost to just have you on retainer full time for the month? And I just send you daily tasks. And she gave a quote, which was extremely reasonable. And we probably then went 15 months without speaking. And because all of the instructions that I sent over were done in terms of like a screenshot video, now here's a software recommendation of Loom, which makes that a whole lot easier. Yeah. And it's only in the last two weeks that you know I sent a message over to go, let's schedule time to speak. And we got onto a call together and the whole setup was I hired a consulting company to help sort of map out everything that was going to be the new Jason Lynette brand and everything new with the podcast. And it was a bonus benefit that that included the new website design. So that's why someone else has been doing that. But since the origin of that, eventually you were going to take it over. So now that it's almost yours, let me give you a tour inside as to the design choices, the layout, and what technologies we're using. And just to call it out, let me know, you know if this is something you can do or if I need someone else for this. And some of my best time ever spent with someone working with me has been to actually pay them to go through a training. <laughs> wow. Hey, here's, here's the software that we need to use for this. Do you know how to use it? No. Okay. Well, it's going to be a pretty light week. Let me create you as a user on my account and go through and watch the videos. And now suddenly she's project manager going, mm -hmm. hey, you need a video for this page. So wow. I'm curious to ask though, in terms of from Richard Nongard, then to now also one third of HypnoThoughts Live to also now working with David. If we had to sort of chunk it down, let's start with the positive. What would you say works? What would you say needs to be a goal? to really create a scalable property because here's HypnoThoughts, which brings in people around the world. Here's David Snyder, who clearly does things around the world. Richard Nongard, who clearly does things all around the world. And we've politely left out of this conversation side projects where you were part of. And then, is this a fair phrase? You chose to not be? <laughs> That's correct. Okay. That, is a, that is a very fair. We'll, we'll, we'll leave it at that. So let's ask this first. What would you say clearly works? from your perspective on the, the scalability of a business? Well, we, we touched on it and, it and it's kind of funny to say now, but, uh, you know, communication between all parties, but there's something to be said about brevity as well. <laughs> so, so I think one of the things that we all do is communicate well together. Also not being afraid to bring up hard, hard, situ hard situations or hard questions I appreciate that all of them are very so respectful of me and never, I don't know, want to say, but but they're just respectful. And so- well, tell, me, they, tell me if this is a fair phrase, because I've seen people, I've had people like in hypnotic business systems. And even though I've got in my lesson on outsourcing, I talk about the importance of please and thank you. Yeah. <laughs> the, the importance of understanding time zones and- I don't think I've yet told the story here on this podcast, but the the team, the alternate team that was building the new Jason Lynette website, suddenly there were storms in the Philippines and they couldn't do the build out. They could not do the launch. So it became a moment where suddenly 
I had to bring the person who works with me in a lot earlier and had to ask her to sidetrack some personal schedule stuff. And the whole time through, we were on we were on Skype together talking. We were building out the project. And at the same moment, it was me going, by the way, it's the 20th. I'm going to pay you for next month early and I'm giving a bonus. I'm sorry. <laughs> because I got 90 minutes of sleep that night. And I don't do that typically. But the, the importance of recognizing that it's another human being. It's not just a, let's go there, a, as I saw in someone else's communication, like, yeah, I would have quit working for you too. A quote, slave to do your bidding. Right. That all of the big things that someone can pull off happen because it's a team. It takes a village to it make does. these things happen. It does. And, and mutual respect. And I think I said it before too, of, of trusting that I know what to do. And if I don't, I'll come to you and ask and setting, setting projects of Scott and Richard Clark and I meet once a week via Zoom. And we have about an hour, 45 minute hour, sometimes hour and a half, depending on on what's going on. But, and it's really, I I actually look forward to those, to those meetings because a lot of times I don't even talk to them during the, you know, depending on the time of year for HT Live for the week, because we have all got other things we're doing. So I do like seeing them, even as a virtual person, I like seeing them and and connecting on that level as well. So anything that we have, anything that's not urgent can wait until Thursday. And so that's also helpful in these days where an instant response is assumed. You know, the, the, the people that are, are say, oh, I, I messaged two hours ago and I haven't received a response. So I'm going to go and message, you know, David or, or Richard Nongard on, on Facebook to see why you aren't answering your emails. <laughs> that, that was two hours ago and it was eight o'clock at night. Thank you. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think I think you and I've had the conversation and this is more so about clients. This hasn't been about students. So I can share it here. The person who leaves me sort of the escalating tone voicemails, Mm -hmm. which by the way, and this story goes back to earlier this year, actually, before even everything pandemic really kicked in, it's Sunday morning. And I don't hear these until Monday because I don't even forward the calls, but it's Monday morning and it's a series of voicemails. I know you're there. Pick up. What the hell? You're in a service-based industry. What if people have emergencies? And I'm listening to that thinking, my voicemail says I'll call back within a business day. I think I'm going to make this person wait until Tuesday. <laughs> Which, part number one, that's not how voicemail works anymore. Um, right. You know? And second of all, just n- no, no. And because there was a moment of, why didn't you call back? It's like, well, because it was Sunday and I was with my family. Correct. And uh, also, it happened to be that Monday was a holiday Thank you, Martin Luther King Jr. Day. And so I'm calling you back on Tuesday and it's 935. I've just started my day. What can I help you out with? Exactly. And never from a place of scolding, but just polite and matter of fact. And it's where, correct me in terms of just in terms of generality, if we have that conflict, to shift the language towards what can we do about this rather than what's wrong. Right. Yeah. I've said that before. Uh, You know, let's just put everything, you know, what what can I do to help you move forward? Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and so circling back to your question too, they all have my back as well. So if if someone is complaining or upset or, you know, Jason, which rarely happens, but every once in a while, (laughs) they they have my back. And what's their name? No. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I've I've said, every once in a while, I've said a little something on Facebook and, 
you know, Melissa Tears will be like, okay, who do I need to go after? <laughs> you know, Melissa, it's good. But, but you know, all of Rich, all the Richards and David and Scott, they, I know they have my back, so I don't have to be nervous or fearful that, oh, I'm going to be in, you know, quote unquote trouble or, you know, they're going to be mad at me. Right. There, there's none, and, and that is a freedom is in that as well that I appreciate. Well, I think anyone who has seen any of the videos that Scott has done about hypnothoughts, there's the occasional tone of, and, and, and no, don't in Scott's style, and no, don't tell me you told Stephanie this because we all talk to each other every week. <laughs> And you can't lie to us because we remember things. And that's not how you make us like you. <laughs> that's true. Well, or someone else say, you know, well, Scott said, and, and, you know, I just laughed to myself because that is not what Scott would say. I know what Scott would say yeah. in this instance, and that is not it. <laughs> so, so that I think that that's what's needed. The other thing in terms of if you're looking at like a, a clinic, setting mm -hmm. yeah hiring somebody who has knowledge in hypnosis is important you know with with them mostly david you know and richard nongard who have courses and products they sell it's important that i know what they're saying in in those courses so it's a lot of material for both of them so i certainly have not gone through all of it uh, or nor could i remember it mm -hmm. but a, a general so that i can answer those questions you know, confidently and not steer someone, you know, down the wrong path. So there is, a, there is a need for anybody that you hire to have knowledge. And it's good that if they, that they believe in hypnosis. Because <laughs> I, I, know, I know people who are like, yeah, I just hired the first admin I could find, you know, and she believes that hypnosis is evil and, you know. <laughs> but you know what? She was so affordable. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The, the price was right. So and, and it's just, it just is funny to me because I think that's probably not a good fit for either of you. Well, you back know? to the back to the psychic joke from earlier. That and this is again. Uh, well, let, let's call out the moment where Richard was going through. Nongard was going through the the throat surgeries a while ago, and he's been vocal about telling the story about this at times. And, and there was a window of time where he was doing websites for hypnotists. That's something he doesn't tend to really do anymore because he's back to seeing clients and teaching once again as we're doing several events together at the same time. Right. But here, here's a moment where one of my students who I had given a glowing referral to, to go, Richard knows what works for hypnosis websites. He's extremely reasonable. Go through him. And the student was then calling me up to gripe that, yeah, but he hasn't put any videos on the website. You know what? I, I don't know. He hasn't done any opt-in offers. And the response had to be, have you made the videos? Well, no. Have you asked for the opt-in offers? No. Well, in the, t in the programming world, we talk about what you see is what you get. <laughs> and it would, not, it would not be there unless it was requested and built out. I'm talking, mm -hmm. we're working with an ad agency right now for the new podcast. And you know, they said, if you can give me, and this is where I'm going to nerd out on technology for a moment, if someone doesn't buy the new business influence languaging program, it triggers a series of emails automated, which not until the third email does it now go, hey, you probably didn't wake up this month for your business and go, man, I need a hypnotist. So it's very likely that you've got questions, which in that case, click here to schedule time for a quick chat, you know, and it then gives them the option. 
And the beautiful thing became, I, this is my fault, I griped, hey, I don't see a campaign to retain those people. And they go, yeah, because you haven't given us the pages yet. Oh. Oh, yeah, that's right. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> so we've I've talked been. about community, building systems, open communication, and really that that trust that, you know, I can think back to, and, you know, this was something we were talking about before, before we hit record, that here's someone who's coming in for David Snyder's event who then goes, oh, I also want to do the online thing with you and NonGuard, and just giving you a heads up to go, oh, it's changing the payment setup, but here's how, where not that there's any secret deals behind the scenes, but when someone's doing too big purchases, it becomes in my, in my line to go, let's spread that out and make that easy for you. But we're like last year, the first time where we did something together, it was, hey, is this okay? And now it's just the, hey, as a heads up, we did this because we've established that before. So just that open communication from a place of trust and being willing to figure things out. Now I've got to ask the alternate question. What would you say is not working? in terms of the scalability, let's say specifically a hypnosis business? Well, COVID. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So, and Stephanie, what's your solution? Well, Solve um, it for us because you already solved so many other things in our industry. I'll tell you, I'll tell you <laughs> yeah. Jason. One of the things that I have seen in the past seven-ish months yeah. is that everyone that I work with has the ability to pivot. Yeah. And, and pivot quickly. So that's helpful. Uh, you know, I think sometimes people get stuck in that, but this is the way it's been, or this is the way I've been trained to do it. And yeah. I cannot think outside the box, Which, you know, to call out the, the folks who we've referenced here. And th this is by no means a surprise. And this is where episodes 260 through 270, I specifically for the first time ever came out with two episodes a week interviewing people who for many years had already been doing work online and asking them, you know, what are you doing? What's working for you in terms of this? And the trade-off of that was, is that the people who were the most prepared were the ones who were already doing it. So it wasn't, let, let's edit that. It wasn't a hundred percent a pivot. It was kind of a refocusing on strategies to go, oh, I can't do this part, but I already have that part. Yes. And, and many others kind of had to play that catch-up game. Absolutely. And I think also for people, you know, we care about our community. Yeah. And we, so it's not even just like, oh, how can I retain this course, you know, money that I've collected or whatever, but it's how, how can I help other people who are going through this time? And if we don't have our train, you know, people have scheduled time for this and some of them had lost their jobs and had even more time to, to be on webinars or, you know, things like that. And so it really was, how can we give people what they want and what they need and what's good for them? So I think I had just come off of HPTI in February of last year. Yeah. After that, David had a pre-training in San Diego, went into platinum, and then David had a post-platinum training in San Diego. So I was very busy last February, March, and I came home. And that's when everything was, was shut down. But we had a training the, the next month. So we talked about it and decided what, what we were going to do. And we then, you know, were able to move it online. And honestly, for the people that were in that training, they just kept saying they were so happy to be there, even if it was online, because 
you know, it was something normal, you know, they'd already planned to do it. And so it was one thing that was kind of still there. And it was very positive. I think it was, you know, of course, we didn't know then how long it would be going on, but right, yeah, you know, it was it was good for people. I had a class in April that I'm like, oh yeah, July, and now I'm of the mind to go. I am not in a hurry to schedule anything else in person for a while. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard, but with with David Snyder's people, they're very eager to meet <laughs> in in person. So we've actually been holding live classes since July. Uh, mm-hmm. Much much smaller, yeah, uh, and and obviously following all guidelines. But, you know, those are the people who really just crave to for that for that learning and the training and, and don't necessarily learn well online. So we're happy that that those folks are coming out. I love that. That's really the answer here, that it's it comes back to what does the audience want and how can we still satisfy that as opposed to, hey, here's this unique opportunity. People are going online and. You know, I, I had one very brief moment where someone goes, oh, so now you're doing online trainings? And the answer was, I, I have been since 2013 already. Yeah. And what happened was, to rewind part of the story back, you know, when something's going on and I need help, I do the natural thing and I call Karen Hand because yeah. she's my favorite <laughs> hypnotist and all of y'all else can just deal with that now. She's uh, wonderful. <laughs> and, and, you know, I said people were reaching out to me as we were doing the two you know, the, the twice weekly podcasts and, you know, suddenly it was, I can't go to this training. I can't go to this. And I asked, what do you want? And they go, I need more flexibility because I'm looking at a client on a screen. It's more personal. It's more one-to-one and I don't have the ease to hide behind a script. And I went, Karen and I got to do an event together. And we did an event called scriptless hypnosis. And this was that sort of eye-opening moment that I think back to, and I just drove through this area the other day. Oh, let's name the exact city. Accident, Maryland. Oh. I know. Because the the legend is the stagecoaches crashed and couldn't be repaired. So they went, "Eh, let's just start up a town here. And that's why it's called Accident, Maryland. I don't know if that's entirely true, but I just really hope it is. It's a good story. It's such a good story. (laughs) And this was a school that, and this goes back nearly 15 years ago now, that the principal at the school said, thank you so much for bringing something to the school. It, it wasn't thank you for bringing your assembly program. It wasn't thank you for bringing a positive message to our students. No, thank you for bringing something to this school. Because it's like right on that border of Maryland and West, the part of Maryland that when you're driving, some people know this area, you're driving on one road and then briefly you're in Maryland, then you're in West Virginia, then you're in Pennsylvania, then you're in West Virginia again, and it's all one highway. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So there's not much out there. And again, thank you for bringing something. And the audience at that event with Karen was all almost the same. It's like, this is so good because we had the opportunity to learn different styles and interact with each other. And we were only a few weeks into it at that point. And at that point, it was all a maybe in terms of how long it was going to last, which is where I went, let's do this two more times and probably we'll do another one again sometime soon. But to look at what were people's needs? What did they want to learn? And answering the question of how can we solve this problem for people, if that's the solution, mm-hmm. rather than what's the opportunity and how can I make money off of it? Instead, what are people's needs and how can we meet that? Yes. And I, I think those opportunists get called out pretty quickly mm-hmm. and they kind of self-select out of the communities you and I run in yeah, because that's just not, not what we do. 
Well, I, it's the line from Steve Martin about becoming so good they can't ignore you. Or yeah. we were we were chatting about this before we hopped on, and I'll you know leave the reference out. But a student who is hitting some pretty hard times in terms of work in an industry that just does not exist right now, and issues with the payment, and the request was, "Hey, I'm on a payment plan. Can you delay the payment a month?" And I simply responded, "No." I can delay it two months and we can spread it out even further. This way it's not a burden. Mm -hmm. And if you need it spread it out even further, let me know. We can set that up. You know, so th this place to see people where they are. And, you know, I've been saying this constantly on the new Hypnotic Language Hacks podcast that every sales conversation is noble when we're satisfying the question of how can I make that easier and help you to get there faster? So, mm -hmm. Other than global pandemic, <laughs> you know, that whole thing. What else would you say should be looked at differently in terms of how people often try to look at the scalability of a business? Well, with HypnoThoughts, one of the things that we do every year is we look at things that we can do differently just for fun, right? Just yeah. so that things, you know, you don't just eat the same chicken dinner, you know, or you don't just, you know, what, what can we add? What can we add? Oh, you, you've even heard stories about the chicken dinner. <laughs> yes. So, so like, you know, what can we add? Because HT Live is a, is a 501c3. And so any, anything we have, we put back into the conference. And so two years ago, it was very fun to add, add the coffee and things like that and, and add a couple other things to it. So I think, not so much what isn't working, although we do say, well, that that wasn't a good organizational thing, or <laughs> or but but I think because it we're we're also positive. Those moments where we talk about the things that didn't work are kind of brief, and, and so it's more of a solution. Oh yeah, that didn't work. Let's do this, and then we're on to the next you know solution. So I can't really think of anything. It's a learning offhand. opportunity, right? Right, yeah. and so I think that's what's good is to always be willing to do something differently or tweak it a little bit or say, well, that, that wasn't a great idea. Well, I share, I share a very specific story here, which I've been going on business podcast and promoting the new program. And, and there was one at one show that I was just on. And as soon as I said the end of the story, the person hosting it, he goes, oh, you're so right. Let's rewind back and let me ask a different question because I shouldn't have gone that direction. <laughs> that the question was about is there a time that, you know, your your message was not right and what did you learn from it? And I told the story of I designed an entire training around the one thing that built Virginia Hypnosis, which was going out and giving talks. And I put a lot of time, energy, and money into the promotion of this event and was going to launch it at the IMDHA conference. And I don't blame that conference for this. I blame myself for this, that one person signed up. <laughs> and I then reached out to the person to go, so three options. One, we can do it because you booked it and we're both here. Option number two, we're in Daytona Beach and it's really nice here. How about we take the day as a vacation and then we can connect by, at the time, Skype and do it remotely. Or option three, did you know Michael Watson's doing this really cool training? She goes, oh, no, I was between this one and that one. I go, oh, perfect. So let's do this. Let's walk you over to Michael and have you sign up for that. And I'll give you lifetime access to this $1,500 product of mine. Cool. She's like, oh, amazing. And, and, and done. <laughs> so lesson learned. I sold what I thought people wanted. And I was wrong, which then yeah. turned into in the next 15 or so months, hypnotic products at Hypno Thoughts Live 
which sold out two years running. Why? Because I asked people what they wanted. And in this interview, the guy's going, well, what was that like when you realized something had failed? And the questions were all negative. I'm like, and eventually I just jumped in to go, hey, change the name. John, did, did you hear that I told the story of already what I learned and mm -hmm. what the result was? And more importantly, here are the so many people who went through that training and here's what they've now done with it. Here's the person who discovered their personal brand. Here are the people who clearly turn it into products. Here's the person who now has a three-day training event from taking the systems that I taught. I think that should be the focus of this conversation. And he goes, you're right. Let's backtrack. <laughs> so, <laughs> so rather than continue to talk about the oxygen bar. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what, Jason? What? No, I think too, you know, like what you were just saying, I've got this great program why aren't people signing up it's the people's fault yeah no that yeah. my classes aren't full it's the p it's everybody else's fault that you know whatever whatever is bothering you every state uh, who has been on this program has brought that up about blaming the audience blaming the room no 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 you were the entertainer it was your job to bring in the audience and entertain them Yes. Yeah. And so, you know, that's really important. The other thing, and you've touched on this with, you know, saying you called Karen Hand. And, you know, there's so many people that we can bounce ideas off of. So I know, you know, Scott has private conversations with people, Richard Clark, I do, you know, ev yeah. everything. And, and David and I talk about it a lot, too, of just having those conversations of what, what should we do? What sounds good? What would be a good way to present this or, you know, things like that. And, and being able to have people that you trust and you consider friends that have also have successful businesses. And, and it, it's not that, well, I have this piece of information and I'm not going to tell you because I want to be the best hypnotist. You know, I want to be the best trainer. So I can't share any of my tips with you because you're competition. So yeah. I think what's, what's good. And, and what I've seen is that people do talk to each other. I mean, I, I even have people that, that I contact when, when I've just had a little too much mm -hmm. of customer <laughs> service <laughs> and, and, and I'll message a, a particular person and just be like, please tell me that it's okay that I'm rolling my eyes yeah. behind the screen on this one. So do we reveal that this is what you and I do when someone wants to put 20 letters of initials after their name on a certificate? <laughs> we only have a certain number of characters. <laughs> I don't want to make the font on your name smaller. So <laughs> and this so is perfect. It's right after Nancy Ader was on the podcast last week and we got onto the topic. She goes, I even could put letters at the beginning of my name. <laughs> Or I this know. is where I, should I probably reveal now the story of where Richard and I think first officially, the first bonding moment with me and him was I'd bought a product from him, which means you probably shipped it to some respect. I'm sure <laughs> I did. Yeah. And before it arrived, it, I've told the story on here before, before it arrived, Google canceled the feature that his video was about. So suddenly oh. I had received this product that was now out of date. And before I could even received it, he called me up out of the blue to go, Hey, they don't, this thing doesn't exist anymore. So I can give you a refund of like the hundred bucks it was, or, you know, find something on my site that's upwards of like 350 and I'll just send you that instead. And mm -hmm. that was one of those customer service, you know, customer moments for me back then, which also informed me digital products because you can update them once they've already been delivered. Yes. <laughs> the, the second point, and this is back when the program is now Hypnotic Business Systems, but when it first came out for a short while, it was Hypnosis Business Bootcamp. And 
most digital products, and because this is about compliance with merchant accounts and credit card companies, is you have to offer some kind of guarantee. And it doesn't have to be results guarantee. It can just be satisfaction guarantee. If you're not happy you know, in 30 days, let us know. And I felt the impulse to message Richard Nongard to go, I just had someone who bought something from me five years ago. And because they haven't yet logged in, ask for a refund. And we'll leave it out. But he goes, oh, was that? And he named the person. <laughs> I'm like, how did you know? He goes, I just got the same email. Yep. It's that discovery that, no, it's not HIPAA because they weren't a client. Let's defend that. Uh, it's, yes. it's, it's the reality, though, that you know, I've had people who tried to pit my stuff against other people with business programs from Sheila Granger to Steve Miller to Helen Midas to Richard Barker to even others. And to find out, you know, we all talk to each other and we all like each other. And, you know, even where I last year bringing in David Snyder's conversational hypnosis class, having to go, yeah, I'm not doing work smart NLP this year because that kind of conflicts. It's, it's a similar description. It's a different class than what he's offering, but to not be putting something, pitting one against the other and having now retired that training myself, because now that's the business influence product over at jasonlinette.com. But that revelation that we all kind of refer to each other and recommend each other. And I think that kind of ends us on the right note about how it's really, again, that community aspect of recognizing that. If, I'll, I'll give a quick story here that I heard from Ryan Dice, who runs Digital Marketer and also is behind the big Traffic and Conversion Summit Conference, which has gone online this year, like many other things. And I heard him one time say, as part of our training for our staff, you have to create your employer employee manual so someone else could pick up your job and do it just as well as you. If you ever position yourself as being irreplaceable, you're probably going to get a two weeks notice. Mm -hmm. And I love that as a mindset about how it's that community aspect, working together and working to build something together that really helps to increase this. Any thoughts on that? I totally agree. I mean, the people... Scott Sandley, you know, he always brings people together. And I think also one of the things when I used to recommend hypnothoughts.com to people through Richard Nongard was, you know, it's a great place to meet. It's a great community. It's a sandbox where everybody's invited, you know, and I, I love that about, about this community. And, and you and I know a lot of people in this community and with, with HypnoThoughts, you know, I work with 175 to 200 speakers alone throughout the year. And that's, that's a lot to manage. And, and most are, are very kind and, and understand that community feel, mm -hmm. you know? So I, I do, I just think that that's really, really what it's all about. So normally I ask, what's the best way for people to get in contact with you? Where would you like to point people? Oh, Goodness, I didn't know this question was coming because this is the interesting thing is one of the ways that I do it is I compartmentalize everything. Yeah. So so that's how I run my day, right? So this block is for Richard Nongard. This block of time is for David. This, you know, and, and that's how I kind of block it off. But if, let's say the easiest, which would be htlive.net. Yeah. Info, info at htlive.net. It's really for all of this. That's kind of where all of us end up too. And yeah. And and, and let me call something out here. And I think th this was not the intention of this because someone's takeaway from this conversation should not be, oh, I need to go hire Stephanie. Because correct me, you're probably not available. 
I, I'm not, I'm not available at the time. I'm, I'm very busy. But. And it's where people and other than like the occasional random project, like inside of the hypnotic business systems community, Dan Kendall popped up the other day to go, my website's slow. What should I do? And I'm like, you need to switch hosting here. We just migrated every one of my 15 websites and I'm not working Nazima too hard this month. Let me get you to pay her like 150 bucks and she'll do that for you. So that was yeah. a quick, you know, job type thing. But the mistake people make is thinking, I need to hire who Jason uses. I need to hire who Richard uses or David uses or HypnoThoughts uses, which actually the last three were all you. Uh, <laughs> look, look through everything we've talked about here. And the dialogue is instead about building as much as we've talked about community in terms of the outward community of our profession and our clients, but this little bubble of a community of our own business. And mm -hmm. all of this can be modeled. All of this can be built over time. So before we wrap it up, any final thoughts for the listeners out there? Well, obviously, I want everyone to come to HypnoThoughts Live in 2021, and they can talk to me there because I'll be there. <laughs> and I think just, you know, patience, patience with growing your business. And maybe that, that might be what you don't teach, Jason, but I'm sure you do. But, you know, it, it's it's all about learning and growing. and maybe doing something different, maybe doing it right, you know, straight out, out of the gate, but just communication and that's it. Jason Lynette here once again. And as always, thank you so much for interact. You know what? Let's change it up this week. We always do the outro the same way. A huge thank you to Stephanie for being such a huge instrumental part of the biggest event in the entire hypnotic profession, a an event that I was sad I wasn't able to go to this year in 2020, given the pandemic, but so looking forward to being once again together with everybody in Las Vegas in July and August of 2021. Check out htlive.net to get some FaceTime with Stephanie and connect with an incredible community from all around the world. And also too, check out WorkSmartHypnosisLive.com. This event is happening very soon, though if you're listening to this after the fact, no worries. Go to the same event because chances are I keep doing these over and over. I've done typically five or six of these online certification trainings each and every year, even before COVID times. So head over to WorkSmartHypnosisLive.com. If you're able to join us for the one coming up in December, fantastic. I've got a special guest of Richard Nongard will be joining me for that one. If not, still hit the same website either way and join us soon to really advance your skills. As a heads up, about half of the room are brand new to hypnosis. And the other half are people who were already trained and looking to truly refine what they do. And as is our theme this week, scale up that success. So whether it's in person eventually or back online as we're sticking for the time being, check that out. Join us there. WorkSmartHypnosisLive.com. And even better, Stephanie will create your certificates, which makes it even more special. Thanks for listening. <laughs>